I'm Steph Corker here in Vancouver with one of our favorites, Jesse Nelson. Woo! Hello. Welcome, my friends. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This feels nice. Feels well, right. It feels right? Feels good? Mm -hmm. Feels yeah, all feels right? Good. Yeah. I've been nervous about recording this podcast for a really long time, my friends. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who don't know, Jessie rocked the mic at uh, our last Disrupt HR. We'll record, we'll put her um, link to her recording below. And they're, they're recording. Thank you. They are, see, this is the beginning of um, the rest of the podcast. Yep. Corker <laughs> yeah, getting edited. Thank you. <laughs> Jessie, you rocked my socks at Disrupt because you started off with your experience of walking into Equinox. And I think there's no better way to launch this podcast than explaining just that. Oh, yeah. Equinox. Um, where do I begin? Okay, so actually my very first ever introduction, we'll start at the beginning and end at the end. Um, my introduction first ever to Equinox was this really powerful and amazing um, ad campaign that they did um, online for their inclusive environment and how all people are welcome. And it was the, the sort of theme of, of the, of the um, ad campaign was they went through the alphabet and went through each different way that people can identify. So A was androgynous and B was bisexual and C was curious and all the way through till Z. And it was amazing. And they used all of these real people from real life who really, you know, embodied and, and, um, and identified in those ways. And I was the so, so hot. Oh yeah. Like the, it was beautiful. It was like sex Dance. on there every was, page. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. And amazing. I was so lit up by this and I really felt, I was like, Oh my God, if I'm welcome anywhere, it's Equinox. Um, oh unfortunately not the case and this is where I actually hold so much um I have a hard time talking about it um and staying remaining calm but it's because it's companies like this that they put they would have put millions of dollars into this or at least hundreds of thousands of dollars into this ad campaign um you know talking the talk and and they're right on point and maybe actually even to their to their benefit ahead of the curve at this point, because that was probably about two years ago. Um, and unfortunately, up goes uh, this beautiful, huge new Equinox location in Vancouver. And um, they have done nothing, uh, you know, structurally, systemically in that building to make me feel included. Hmm. So they have this ad campaign that says one thing, but the actual location and how they're showing up for their communities does not support it. And it, it really, it, oh, it really grinds my gears. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, you know, like I walked in and I was a client there for, you know, a, just a hot minute because I really didn't feel welcome. Um, but the first thing they did, I walk in and without question of anything, without getting to know me, without understanding who I was, um, what I needed, it was a tour of the building straight into the women's locker room, which is always an uncomfortable experience for me. 
um, you know, showing us around the showers. And this is not like during off hours, like there are people in there um, changing and getting ready. And this is a normal standard part of their procedures. But, you know, I didn't feel comfortable in there, um, nor would I have felt comfortable being walked into the men's locker room. Then we go upstairs and we're shown all the other amenities and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, and at no point was a singular washroom pointed out, um, an individual stall pointed out. Um, then we go back down to the office and I'm filling out forms and documents, um, you know, to get myself into the system. And it's, um, you know, gender boxes here and what's your title, miss or missus. And it was just left, right and center, this like archaic ways of, of onboarding a client. and without any regard of for the person sitting in front of them. Mm. And this is not the fault of the, of the individual necessarily who was bringing me in as a client. This, is, this goes way deeper. This goes into their, their culture, their beliefs, their training. Um, and yeah, and it, was, it, was, it did a few things for me. I mean, it, was, it wasn't a great experience. I had to ask if they had any individual washrooms. Um, to which they, their answer seemed really curious and surprised, like they really didn't know how to answer that question. They do have one. It's upstairs. It is a wheelchair-accessible washroom, which is amazing, um, but it does not have a shower. It doesn't have any of the other amazing amenities that you pay for in your $180 membership. It doesn't have a hot towel. It doesn't have a steam room, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't have the free razors and all the stuff that you pay for. Um, and you know, then secondly, I had to, I had to enroll them in the fact that I was not going to fill out one of these gender boxes. I made my own, which I always do on forms like that. Um, but then they said, well, to get me into the system, I had to put one down. And it was just, it was a, it was a poor experience when I, when I enrolled them in my pronouns, they had no concept of what that meant, which is fine. That's like pretty standard, um, for, for today's climate. But um, and, you know, fortunately for me, this is the work I do. So I'm, I'm in this conversation a lot, but it just wasn't, it wasn't an inclusive experience. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't feel seen, valued or heard for, for who I really am. Um, and it was just this shocking um, difference between what they were putting out to the world and saying they believed in and how they were actually showing up in their communities. Yeah. Hot and, you know, Wait, can you train us? So... Obviously, um, what is the alternative to two boxes on gender forms? I mean, a really simple start um, is other or like male, female, other. Yeah. Are you suggesting male, three boxes? Three yeah, boxes. male, male, female, other. To be really honest, um, so I mean, if you want, if if that is something that you feel is is essential yep. to information collection on your clients. Okay. And, right. and there, there may be, um, industries that, that require that medical industries, that kind of thing. Um, but I actually would offer you to look at why you're collecting that why? information. Are yeah. you collecting that? Because it's just part of a standard form that we've used for years and years. Like what is Equinox getting out of that? Totally. Because if, if their, if their argument is that, you know, oh, to, to understand, you know, our client, like, you know, our client bases and who we should be targeting and what areas of our communities are being targeted by more, are, are being um, driven more by female or male. It's like, okay, great. And 
And then how do you define those things? Totally. And, and where does a client like myself land? Totally. And who are you missing yeah. when, when you're trying, when, you know, and, and the root of that information collection at one point was probably really good and was for marketing purposes and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But who are you missing? Well, and where's the disconnect between an ad campaign and real life? Because that oh. sounds like a huge incongruency. Oh, I, that, that, that shakes me to my bones. Like, okay, wait, pause. We're going to yes. hit pause only because I don't want to riff on Equinox for our whole podcast. And you know, we only have 20 minutes and yeah. I hear that when I hear all of this, I'm like hot damn. I can appreciate, I, I can only imagine. And the reason I want to shift gears is because you have chosen to spend your life and dedicate your now livelihood and purpose to creating this conversation in a really positive way and in a really informative and inform, like, in educational sense that I think is so awesome. And you know, as I said, that I was so nervous to do this podcast. And the beautiful thing I think about chatting with you all of the time is that I feel the space to be forgiven before I even screw up and mm -hmm. know that I'm never screwing up on purpose. And yet you're like my biggest teacher in helping me learn. And so, um, I say that just as one human and yet you've launched an entire consulting business to be in this conversation. And so tell us about Kith in Common. Jesse is the founder of Kith in Common and you are out to really light a bright light to these to this, these types of conversations in the world. Yeah, totally. Um, so Kith in Common um, is what we offer is inclusion consulting. Um, I like to focus on, so the, the hot topic um, words right now are diversity and inclusion, and um, those words both matter equally. And the reason that I focus on the word inclusion is because in, what I believe to be true is that without inclusion, diversity can't exist. Um, Diversity is just all around us by nature of each of us having lived our own unique life experiences. We all have our own diversity stories. We are all diverse by nature of existing as humans. But if we don't feel safe in the environments that we're in, if we don't feel that we can show up and bring our full selves to work, if we don't feel that we can live into the diversity that comes with, with our being, then it all kind of is null and void. Mm. So um, I really like to say that I'm an inclusion consultant and that we focus on inclusion consulting. Mm. Um, and we do that through a, f a few different ways, but um, that, uh, that focus is really ultimately on our communities and on the people we connect with. Mm. Um, and that is actually where the, the name was born from. Kith is the sibling word to kin, kin being um, your family by, by blood. And kith um, are your friends, your neighbors, your acquaintances, um, your relations, your, your chosen family, your chosen community. Um, That's awesome. And, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I really, I believe so strongly in community and connection and, um, and in the connection between humans. That's so dope because when I think of Vancouver, if there's one person who could totally be the mayor of Connection Land, it's you. Ah, oh, it's like you know, know, there's a little community, Deep Cove, that's just outside of Vancouver in, in North Vancouver, and in Deep Cove, there's a there's a man, and they call him the mayor of Deep Cove, and he literally like walks the streets and 
I mean, the street, it's one street long, this little community. And, and I just feel like, you know, Vancouver, when, when Jesse walks the streets, everyone knows your name. I, I'm glad that makes me really happy. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it's, I, I love to do that. It's, it's yeah. in, it's in my blood. It's in my nature. And yeah. I think for such a long time, um, I, I struggled to find, uh, my purpose in that. Yeah. I've known that about myself for a long time, but it was like, okay. And, and how do I, how do I live into that and make that my everyday? Yeah. Um, and you know, that, that purpose was, was found through a lot of hardship and a lot of, um, self-discovery and yeah, and heartbreak and, um, and also a a great deal of, of strength and, and, um, self-love and forgiveness for myself and courage and all those things. So, yeah. Um, speaking of work and community, Jesse, I want to hear a, a little bit about your work experience. Um, let's just call it, we met at the land of Lululemon, um, mm-hmm. or you were working at Lululemon at the time. And, um, tell me what it was like working at Lululemon. And I'm mostly mindful of just how gender specific an apparel company is. Um, you know, funny enough, I was at a breakfast the other day and I ran into a woman who I used to work with and she was like, check it out. I'm wearing my first pair of men's pants. And I was like, that's super rad. And I was like, what was super rad is the fact that you get a discount on men's product now because once upon a time, you only got a discount as an employee on your gender and your size. And you might have actually been one of the first people I met that totally rocked men's product and thought nothing of it. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, a, a, a huge conversation that I'm in so often is is terms and definitions and debunking and demystifying um, uh, a lot of, a lot of these conversations and exactly that, you know, we, for so long as, um, as humans have really create, we've created a lot of social norms and then we live into them by, by just repeating them over and over. And one of our social norms or one of our misunderstandings of the gender conversation is gender identity versus gender expression. Um, and so unfortunately, and, and from, I'm sure a place of, of nothing but, um, love and just, you know, ignorance, ignorance, um, is that, you know, Lululemon made those two things dependent on one another, that somebody, um, somebody's expression of themselves must be reliant on how they identify in their gender. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, on, on a, on one level, I get it. And I understand from a business perspective why that would be logical because this conversation wasn't around when those policies were being put in place. Um, nobody was standing up and saying, well, I identify this way, but I want to express myself hmm. from this side of the store and vice versa. Um, and so, you know, my experience with Lululemon actually has been incredible. Um, they have always been such a huge supporter of me. Um, I know that that's not everybody's experience. Um, and I, I've definitely gone through my fair share of moments at Lulu where I've had to explain myself in moments where um, I, I would not, I would like to not have had to. Um, and moments where I was misgendered, moments where I was questioned about who I was buying clothing for or why I wasn't wearing women's clothing, um, whether my discount was allowed to be used on myself, all those kinds of things. 
so, you know, I, I definitely had those experiences of having to um, defend myself and, um, and, and speak for myself and other people. And, um, you know, to Lululemon's credit, they were ready for the conversation. Um, and, and, and this is why I exist and this, and, and this is why I'm here is, is that the reality of today, I wish it wasn't the case, but the reality of, of business today is that it is a very binary place to exist. We create product for men and we create silhouettes that we believe represent the male figure and build clothing for that. And we do it for the same, the same thing for women. And then we slot people into these boxes that we believe exist. Um, and those boxes are all socially constructed. Um, and for those people that do exist or do feel comfortable in those boxes, that's great. But then there isn't a lot of space left for somebody like myself. Um, and Lulu is doing some great work in, in trying to change that and doing it the right way. Um, you know, they're not going out and, and doing the, the big ad campaigns and, and screaming it from the rooftops. They're doing it internally and really implementing it into um, their culture and into um, their values and into their education and their training. Um, and they're actually one of my clients now, which is a, a really cool full circle uh, moment for me. Um, I discovered so much of this about myself and my purpose while I was there. And, and then I left um, to pursue Kith in Common full time and have now come back in the right way where I can, I can use my ability to connect and engage um, in a way that benefits everyone. Yeah. So it's That's been a pretty so cool. cool little love story. Ah, oh, the, the best love story. The best story yeah. is a love story. Of course. Uh, well, speaking of what is happening in your world, I want to make sure that we plug what you're up to um, very shortly in Toronto, because I think it's really cool that we have access to someone like you here in Vancouver. And I mean it when I say like, you're the mayor of this city and it feels really I'm I'm always so happy when I get to see you and when I bump into you and I just it's it's such a treat truly and to know that you're going to go and swagger down the streets of Toronto Toronto on October the 3rd 6th the 6th oh right that's what they call it now six. yeah I don't I know the cool kids yeah <laughs> the land of Drake um she's going to the 6th on they they are going to hey see <laughs> Again, this is excellent. October 3rd. Practice. October 3rd. I'll, I'll practice forever for you, Jesse. Thank you. It'll, be, it'll become habitual. Soon, okay. Okay. October 3rd. We already are. We already are. At me. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's just say this. Details will be below. And I want to make sure that for all of our friends and listeners in Toronto, you are super aware of this conversation. And I'm going to be really biased here and say that of all the diversity and inclusion consultants and conversations I've been in, it has been with people that aren't in these kinds of real conversations with real lived experiences that, um, no pun intended, but transcend all borders of geographies or generations and it's it just what I appreciate most is it feels so real life and it's content that I I just haven't experienced anywhere else and so um Toronto if you want to get schooled by Jesse you should check out the details below on how you can sign up 
um, and we'll make sure social links and, and whatnot are there too. Deal? Deal. Okay. Say anything about it or? I, I want you to say why everyone in Toronto should come, including okay. Drake. Yes, Drake, you're invited. Oh, dude, because imagine a Jesse Drake dance-off. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like so that. Sh- champagne poppy. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. That'd be okay. so good. Okay. Um, yeah, no, okay, you should come to this because if you – are a people leader if you are um if you work with a team if you engage in conversation with potential hires if you are a manager if you are managed by somebody if, if you are you a human have in a client, the corporate world if you, exactly if you see people on a regular basis um with and a and any, with a heartbeat <laughs> You should come to this. Yes. Um, I mean, literally anyone is, is welcome. Anyone can, can um, take away tools from this workshop. Um, and it, it really is geared towards um, people who, who are in a team and in an organizational environment. Um, and right now, that this is such a big conversation mm-hmm. in our workplaces and in our organizations and in business development and where, where our businesses and our communities are going. Totally. Um, and so this is just a great baseline um, level of information. A 90-minute session with me. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, I like to keep it cash and adorable and all the things. Um, but it's, it's a really great amount of information for you to, to take in. It's digestible. Um, you'll learn a lot. And then what's cool is that you'll have some things that you can take back to your teams and really get into conversation with, um, with your people and, and hopefully create more space. Jesse, I also want to give credit that it's like, it's to your teams and it's at home and it's when you're grocery shopping and it's everywhere else in your life. And I'm so passionate about the work we do at Team Corker because I feel like we never only look at it through the vein of where you work ever. It's all about how will it impact your entire life. And this is called a session that will impact your entire life because where else are you going to go and learn about this and have so much fun learning? Totally. Right. No, a- a- absolutely. And that's where like, yeah. you know, we joke about if you, if you're a human and you have a heartbeat, you're, yes. you're, uh, yeah, you'll, you yes. will get something out of this. This is totally information that, um, that will, will give you, um, give you just some baseline understanding of, and insight into the human experience, um, as an intersectional one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just give you a little bit of understanding and, and way of, of interacting with other humans and creating space for other people to show up and be who they are fully and completely, which is really important. Oh, you're making me cry. So beautiful. <laughs> Our last question we always wrap every podcast with is what is currently making your heart beat faster? I mean, I have to say connection. I, I really, I'm so grateful that you've given me this title of um, Mayor of Vancouver. I, but yeah, that's, it's what makes my heartbeat is these kinds of conversations, having real in-depth combos with other people, sharing my experience and doing it from a place of love and meeting people where they're at in their journey with, with this. Um, to provide them with tools from a place of love and understanding and openness. I, human connection will never bore me ever, ever. Jesse, that's a wrap.
you're amazing. Thanks for forgiving me and for teaching me everything. Of course. I'll, I'll come back anytime. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll see you all in Toronto on October 3rd, Kith and Common Diversity and Inclusion Workshop. Be there. Drake's coming. I heard. <laughs> you heard it here first. Heard it here first.